<laughs> is that the new theme song? We gotta reboot it. The remix. <laughs> the remix. Uh, welcome to the Amanda Seals Show, y'all. This is me, Amanda Seals. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. I'm rocking out here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump Day. Yeah, it's uh, May 17th. Mm-hmm. It, May 17th is one of those days like just doesn't matter to me because it's the day after my mom's birthday. So I'm like, okay, whatever. May 17th. The day after. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, someone else's mother's birthday today. It, it, yes, I'm sure it is. And I'm sure. Celebrating at the Cheesecake Factory tonight. <laughs> the Maggiano's. <laughs> Maggiano's is so specific. You know, black people love a Maggiano's. They love a Cheesecake Factory. What's the other one? Uh, not Pasadena. Um, starts with a P. Why can't I think of it? It's like I don't that, know. It's in that same category of restaurants. But they do love a. They love a Houston's. A Houston's. They love a Houston's. There is a certain group that loves a, B- a Benihana. They do love a Benihana. A Benihana. What is it about us loving that? You know what it is? Because I love that we know that they didn't play with our food. Yeah. Like, you can see it in front they of you. did it in front of your face. They put it right in front of your body mm-hmm. and nobody could have slipped anything in it. And I think we appreciate that. I mean, my niece, she turned like eight and she went to Juicy Crab. Papa Do's. Papa Do's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Papa Do's. I couldn't find it. I'm like, it's in there. But yeah, she went to the juicy, the juicy crab, and I was like, when I was like eight and nine, we wasn't going to the juicy crab. We was going to CC's Pizza. You know what? Devon's daughter, when she was visiting us last time, like she was really about crab legs, and she knew how to open them and eat them. And I was like, your your dexterity, your right. fine finger dexterity, is very impressive. These kids like the higher things in life. <laughs> ain't no chicken and cheese no more. Ain't no uh, skating rink. Listen, they missing out. That was a good time. It was. It was like our young people's. Uh, it was like it was like a young people's joke joint. We talked about that the, uh, yesterday, though, or the day before. The idea that you know there aren't any spaces for young yeah. for young childhood anymore. Like, you know what? Things. In Korea, there's like a whole thing happening right now because there's like a lot of like no kid zones in Korea, but like in public spaces. <laughs> Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like, you know, uh, certain restaurants are like, have no kids policies. No, it's literally like over here. Can't, don't bring no kids. Yeah. Don't bring no kids on this sidewalk. That's crazy. So there you go. Uh, But anyways, welcome. Uh, We got to get into some black current news. We got a lot to talk about today. We do. We got to talk about the Biden-Harris campaign. They're kicking off for 2024 and they're trying to get black voters, apparently. I mean, it's a smart thing to do. I just want, we got to talk about the the tactics. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, Dr. Dre Dre claims a new hip-hop accolade. We're going to talk about that more later in the show where he has been bestowed (laughs) as a a goat in the um, hip-hop arena. Plus, we got to talk about rap music. This is going crazy on Twitter. What rap song is there where the vocalist features take us to the next level, Amanda? There's a lot of R&B vocal features in music, but it's a few that, like, take the cake. I I have, like, ten that just... Plus, we got 60-second headlines coming up this hour. So you know what to do. Keep it locked. Of course, it is Wednesday. We always premiere new episodes of the podcast every Wednesday. So you can check out the latest episode of Small Doses, Side Effects of Diaspora Wars. Yes, with Christina Brown. And it is a great job. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. She's a young, vibrant influencer who's also like speaking just real like knowledge and truths. Right. And Using that's the best kind. To spread the the knowledge. The knowledge yeah. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Which is why we don't want you to go anywhere because it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. here with Jeremiah like the Bible. We're going to get into some black year news. Let's talk about it. So the Biden-Harris 2024 campaign has formed an advisory board that's composed of 50 members of the Democratic Party tasked with delivering the campaign's message and engaging voters across the country. Okay. Now their primary goal is to address the following concerns and priorities of black voters such as criminal justice reform, voting rights, and economic economic equity. So, you know, they got a lot of things to cover. So hopefully these 50 people can make it happen. So, okay. So just so I'm clear, this board Mm -hmm. 
of 50 members yes. is tasked with delivering the campaign's message and invo- engaging all voters across the country. Yes. Not just black voters. Not just black voters, but there's a specific need for black voters because we know black voters help get them over the line in 2020. 1,000%. And now who is the chair of this board? So when I read this, I was a little shocked. This um, U.S. Representative Nancy Pelosi of California. So she's going <laughs> to hit this task. I mean, she's a leader in the Democratic Party, so I guess that makes sense. But I don't know if she's necessarily should be the leader for engaging a new. I don't set know of why folks don't know when to sit <laughs> down. Okay, why don't folks know when to sit the <laughs> down? Mm-hmm. Because, ma'am, we appreciate your time, yeah. your service, we your do. energy. We you do. are not the best person for this job. Right, right. Okay? If you're trying to engage voters, new voters, mm-hmm. you've been here for 11 years. Right. You don't know how to engage new voters, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to engage young voters. Right. Okay? Because young voters are not trying to hear whatever you have to say because you ain't saying the thing. It should be Max Frost. Max Frost the representative from Florida, who is the only Gen Z member yeah. of Congress, mm-hmm. should be at the helm of this board. I could agree with that. I could agree with that. That's I, my vision. But I think it also takes a lot of like ego checking. Like, you know, people in seniority positions oftentimes feel like, well, I've been here the longest, so I know best. But in this case, she might not know best when it just comes to reaching new voters and diverse voters at that. It's also when you need to realize that your role at this point should be guidance and consulting, Mm -hmm. not being at the front of the pack. Right. You should be like advisory mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me take your coat a little bit. Pull on your ear a little homie. Let me give you a little word of advice. At a certain point, who should I do all that work? That's the other part for me. (laughs) Like after a certain point, y'all got it. Y'all got it. I did my part. We passed the baton. So part of this is that they want to make sure that they get black voters Mm -hmm. to be excited, right? And to not be apathetic. Uh, But my question is probably their question. What do black voters want Mm -hmm. and care about? Because right now, a lot of people are saying that, you know, Biden and Harris, they're not caring about the black people. That's that's a narrative that's out here. on the That is a very prevalent narrative. Mm -hmm, That people feel like they aren't doing enough to show their support for our community. I feel like people don't feel like they're being specific enough. Mm -hmm. Right. So like Mm -hmm. they are definitely doing things and passing bills and and getting things across the finish line that, of course, affect black black folks in in many times in more higher numbers than Mm -hmm. others. But it's not specifically this is a black bill Mm -hmm. for black folks. And I think that's genuinely what people want. You know, we have like the Bill of Rights, where it's like the first 10 amendments. Yeah. Like the Bill of Black. And it's like, all the black laws were passing. You know, sometimes, honestly, sometimes you just need, it's a messaging thing. Sometimes you are doing things, but the messaging isn't there. And I think. It's a noble effort, but I really want to hear from you guys. Yes. I want to hear from y'all. What do black voters want and care about? Also, what would you as a black person need to hear to be enthusiastic about voting. Mm -hmm. What would you need Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to be out here talking about for you to say, you know what? I'm going to make it my business to go vote. We want to hear from you. 1-855-AMANDA-8. This is serious business. I know a lot of times we're like, give me a call, give me a call. But no, I really, I want to put together a spreadsheet with y'all's like actual ass and where you're from. And I want at some point they going to at some point Jeremiah they going to come to me. They come in. They going to come to me and be like, "Amanda, come going to be like, "Amanda, I know I know that you be talking about me, but Let's I want to hear your thoughts." That's why she got to come. She know. You got to come where the real at. And the reel's right here. Right here. At the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Please, we want to hear from you. Now, when we get back, Dr. Dre? He has a new hip-hop accolade to celebrate the 50 years of hip-hop. It's an interesting one. We're going to break that down coming up next. <laughs> All right. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, rocking out with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. So we were just saying how we want people to call up and let us know what do black voters want. Yes. Um, You know, uh, Alicia Garza, Mm. who is one of the original founders of Black Lives Matter and who has the Black Futures Network, I think, she did this at the last election. Okay. uh, Where she basically, like, her and her organization polled America's black folks on what they want, Mm. right? But it's been a long four years. Need change. Things change. <laughs> there was a pandemic. Yeah. 
I don't know. I needed uh, COVID testing before 2020. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, N95 masks. Now I need it. Now I need it. So I think, you know, I, I actually, I'm going to hit up Alicia and find out if they are doing another one, if they're in the midst of another mm-hmm. one. But regardless, um, I don't think there can be too many of these no. done. <laughs> we need so, all the platforms working together. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So give us a call. one eight five five amanda one eight five five amanda 8 That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. And let us know, as a black voter, what do you want from the presidential uh, the executive wing of government. Yeah. And if you aren't voting, well, what would you need to hear from them in order to make you excited to vote? Give us a call. All right, let's get into this next Black Heart News. All right, we got to talk about Dr. Dre. So, you know, he's an esteemed and, you know, well-decorated producer. Well, he has a new accolade to his name, and that is greatest hip-hop beat of all time. So Spotify's Rap Caviar ranked the top 50 hip-hop beats ever made in celebration of the 50 years of hip-hop and gave the esteemed title to Dre's 2001 hit, Still D.R.E., Featuring Snoop Dogg. Thoughts, Amanda Seals. How do you feel? Top 50, is this the greatest hip-hop beat of all time? No. Oh, <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> no, it's not. What do you think? I mean, not to me. Not to you. Okay, whatever. So some of the other ones on the list are, you know, Ain't Nothing But A G Thing, um, Cream by Wu-Tang Clan's on here, Big Pimpin', Jay-Z, um, Negroes in Paris, Jay-Z and um, Kanye West, Shook Ones Part 2 okay. by Have and P, who are right behind me, Mob Deep, is the greatest hip-hop beat of all time. Okay. That record comes on and people all of a sudden have rapper hands. <laughs> they didn't even know that they could do it, like, but they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know some people may not like this, but when you hear... What we do by freeway. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Even though what we do is wrong. Come on, man. I mean, Philly's in the car right now, Green. <laughs> like, we tell us until the sun come up. Okay, so there's there's that. I also feel like when we're talking about like great hip hop beats, it's like, what is a beat that just makes you just like snap your neck? So I think sometimes people do also conflate beat with the entire song. Like you take out the song lyrics, just mm-hmm. the beat. Mm-hmm. Like before there was written bars, my guys got into the booth with the beat just saying, how does the beat move you? Because there's some songs that I like the song and I hear a beat. I'm like, oh, this beat is trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, not trash, but it's not as as great as you thought it was without the actual like melody of like song or lyrics over it. It's like, okay, this little mid beat. Okay. <laughs> they, did, they did something with it. This little mid beat. Yeah. I just, I feel like, um, there's really no real way to truly quantify this. And the fact that they even tried to is odd to me. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate that they did give it to a producer that we know is prolific. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know if we know that Dre made that beat. Cause that was on 2001 when Dre wasn't like at the MP, like making the beats himself. Like there was, he could have orchestrated the beat. Yeah. He wasn't like putting, yeah. Like have was like in Queensbridge projects, (laughs) figuring out how to flip samples for, for that whole album, the infamous, which is my greatest hip hop album, my favorite hip hop album of all time. But my favorite hip hop beat, if you're curious about my favorite, mm-hmm. personal favorite hip hop beat of all time, because yes. I am I can speak objectively and I can speak personally. So the first one was, that was your personal one. That's just what you feel like objectively. Yes. It's, I mean, it is one of my favorites, but. Okay. So what's your favorite? De La Soul stakes is high. Okay. Okay. Like I can hear that on a loop and be fine. Also, I mean, come on. We can't front on Pete Rock and CL Smooth Troy. They reminisce over you. That flip of that Tom Brown sample. If you can't mimic the beat, the beat not good. <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. And then, of course, the old school head that I am, there's Lucini. There's Lucini. This is it. What? Like all of it. Come on, man. Come on. Still Dre. And for if, if we're going to keep it a buck, the actual real composer of that beat is Scott Storch. Scott Storch is who did the keys. And that's what makes that beat that beat. The keys are essential to that beat. That's what you hear. That first few. Oh, dang. So maybe, maybe they can share the accolade. <laughs> Dre and Scott. So... <laughs> There's that. There's that. But you know, to each their own. To each their own. What is your favorite hip hop beat of all time? Mm-hmm. What's the number? One eight five five Amanda Eight. <laughs> <laughs> 
First of all, I don't like your town. Amanda eight, y'all. One eight five five two six two. 6328 hit us up with your favorite hip hop beat of all time all right notice that i didn't name one record from after 2005 we'll be right back cuz the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up talk to me baby pulling on my phone talk to me baby pulling talk to me baby call me Get those phones now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seals show. It's time we get into the group chat. That's right. So, you know, during Black Green News, we talked about Dr. Dre being bestowed the title of greatest hip-hop beat of all time. But this was going crazy on Twitter. People have been asking, what's a rap song with a vocalist feature took it to another level? So, you know, hip-hop... I think in the 90s really became known for marrying, you know, like R&B vocalists on a chorus with like, you know, really good verses. And -hmm. some are better than others. And some are just iconic. So what are some of your favorites, Amanda? Well, off top, we got to say, because I'm going to get to the number one one last. Okay. Okay. Okay? There's a list. There's a list. There's a list. Yes. Off top, we got to make note of Nas and Lauryn Hill. Mm. You're, uh, come on, Nas and Lauryn Hill. Why am I blanking all of a sudden? I don't know. I know, and you don't even know because you're seven years hear, old. Um, whose world is it? No, uh, uh, if I ruled the world. Jeez Louise, that was if rough. If I ruled the world. Don't try and sing it now. I do know that song. <laughs> but I kept thinking, ready or not, but I'm like, that's not the right song. No. <laughs> then we have Busta featuring Janet Jackson, What's It Gonna Be? Gonna make, gonna make, gonna make your body sweat. Like, And that's a good video, too. And when we're talking about songs where, like, the vocalist made the song, mm-hmm. right? Like, not just made the song, but, like, turned the song up. Right. It made it something else. We cannot forget Bone Thugs featuring Tasha. <laughs> if it was just, it's the thuggish, ruggish bone, <laughs> wouldn't have been the same song. We had to hear, it's the thuggish, ruggish bone, and flex, and <laughs> Tasha is in the house. Like, come on. Like, that's, that's okay. Also, let's take it to the brothers. Like, bon, uh, Big Pun and Joe. I don't want to be a player no more. Come on, man. Next level. Joe did. He, he, he carried that. He carried that. But the number one, What's and I think one? many would agree on this. Go ahead. Many would agree. Now this sister has 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 turned up other many other records, okay. many other rap records. But the number one would be Method Man featuring Mary J. All I Need. I mean, they didn't win a Grammy for that, or at least got nominated, I believe. I don't pay attention to those awards, but I thought they got some for that because that was such a a big one. You know what's another one? What? The Roots, Erica Badu. If you are worried about where I mean, who I saw, which was originally written and recorded by Jill Scott. I didn't know that. One of my favorites is, I got to give it to um, Maya on Ghetto Superstar. Ghetto like, Superstar. I mean, actually, I like the chorus of that song. If we completely, being completely honest, that's the best part of the song. It's true. Um, it's true. Also, So Into You with Tamia and Fab. <laughs> and like, he almost tried to take her off the song and put Ashanti on there. And then she, there's like a, a scheduling conflict. So they end up putting Tamia back on the song. It's like a whole thing. I'm like, how you gonna do Tamia's song without Tamia? That is crazy. To you. Another one, Bobby Valentino and, uh, or Bobby Vina. Lost me. Bobby Vina. Lost me. And um, Lil Wayne, Mrs. Officer. Yes. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a memorable song, but. That's a good one. Or anything, this past 05 for you, or 04 probably. Um, I feel like Pretty Ricky, like Pleasure P on all the hooks. I feel like he made the songs. But he's in the group. But like without him, it's like. But he's in the group. He's rapping. <laughs> Not in the morning. I love heaven. <laughs> Yo, Pretty Ricky was that move, okay? (laughs) Didn't one of them just get arrested for like for a PPP loan? Yeah, like Baby Blue, I think it was. Ah, rough times, rough times. What do you all think? What's a what's a hip hop record (laughs) that that really (laughs) turns up because the vocalist was added to the song? Or not even just added, but their vocalist is on the song. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. I want to hear. I love when you guys hit us up with your music points of view mm-hmm. because y'all be having such unique uh, just examples and opinions. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's the number. One eight five five two six two six three two eight. Some other honorable mentions: Snoop Dogg featuring Nate Dogg. Ain't no fun. Mm-hmm. 
uh, DMX featuring Cisco. What they want. Let me know. Cisco, anybody's song. It's I mean, at the, the pain that he felt at the end of that record, just trying to understand. Yeah. Like, what do they want from me? All right, we'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, you know what time it is at the Amanda Seal Show. We definitely make it our business to give you all the laughs and all the facts, but sometimes there's just some headlines that we just, we can't get to, but we're still going to give you enough for you to get to on your own time. And that means it is time for... 60 second headlines, Jeremiah, hit it. All right, first one. So federal prosecutors actually dismissed the remaining corruption charges against Andrew Gillum after a jury deadlocked on all but one count following a trial earlier this month. He must have been trying to buy NBC because <laughs> the way that they have come for this man, it is wildly consistent. Well, apparently Shaq, 50 Cent, and Kenya are all trying to buy BET as they enter the bid for majority stake in Paramount Global's BET Media Group. That sounds like a trifecta of Negro ego. I don't know how they would ever make a decision. (laughs) All right, next one. The FDA issued a new policy that will allow more gay and bisexual men to donate blood easing decade-old restrictions. You know what? It's about goddamn time. Everybody got blood to give. Why can't we take blood from everybody and test it? And if it ain't right, throw it away. All right, last one. TSA is introducing facial recognition technology at 16 airports to boost security. Mm. Some of y'all can't ride. <laughs> you can't hide much longer. Your face going to tell it all. All Stop. right. That's 60 second headlines, y'all. Get me, get, get, what? <laughs> Come on, greatest hip hop beat all time. <laughs> You're on a roll today. Um, dear Mike must have had a good night's sleep because he's hitting me with the jokes today. I it's like, it's like pop, 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 pop. All right, y'all. Make sure you hit us up, 1855-AMANDA-8. And if any of those headlines were intriguing to you, make sure you do your own due diligence mm-hmm. and get more information on them. Always got to do your own me search in your research. That's from Consciously. That's from Consciously. I can't claim that. All right, we'll be right back with the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Show us Amanda Seals here on a Wednesday, May 17th, with Mr. Jeremiah, like the Bible. Apparently, it's National Cherry Cobbler Day. Okay. You don't seem like a cherry cobbler kind of guy. I was gonna say, I don't like warm food. I knew it! I knew there's you were a, gonna be one of these people who doesn't a joke like warm about food. Uh, Abbott Elementary, and I was like, I get it, because I don't like cobblers and things like that. I don't know. It's just something about it. Just- I love me a cobbler mm-hmm. because then when you put the ice cream on the warmth and then the ice cream <laughs> fix your face, sweet. you know what? You're yucking my yum and I don't like it. But what I do love is giving you all the laughs and the facts. And so we got to get into some black urine news. We do. We have some sad news out of New Mexico to report. So an 18 year old shooter claimed some lives in New Mexico. We're going to talk about that this hour. Plus, also, Timbaland recalls Jay-Z and Drake helping him during his darkest moment. We're going to talk about that as well. Plus, we got your big up let down coming up this hour. All right. Stick around. We're going to give somebody some props. We're going to give somebody some blows. All that's coming up right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, if you want to check out the newest episode of Small Doses Podcast, go to wherever you get your podcasts and check out Side Effects of Diaspora Wars, which premiered today featuring Christina Brown. All right. You can also check out this show wherever you get your podcasts in case you missed any of the show earlier or yesterday or the last week hey you can catch up all you got to go is wherever you get your podcast and put in the amanda seal show all right well we putting in time right here at the amanda seal show because it's time to listen laugh and learn don't move here we are it's the amanda seal show i'm amanda seals and Jeremiah, like the Bible, it's time for Black Urine News. It is. And we have some sad news to report. So an 18-year-old man armed with at least three guns roamed through a northwestern New Mexico community, firing at random cars and houses, killing three people and injuring six others, two, including two police officers before he was killed. Um, the shootings occurred in Farmington, a city that is about 50,000 people near the Four Corners. So that's where New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah and Colorado meet, if you didn't know. 
I mean, what deep side? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So the police say at this point, it appears to be purely random. There were no Mm -hmm. schools, no churches, no individuals targeted. Of course, the governor gave thoughts and prayers. uh, But actually, the governor did make a statement that said, you know, here we are. uh, Something to the effect of we are consistently being plagued by gun violence. Mm -hmm. And to my knowledge, their governor is Republican. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, But the reality is that this just it. This came up in the middle of like, this just came up in our news, like so casual mm-hmm. because that's where we are. Right. And I just refuse to get desensitized. Every time that I see a shooting, I allow myself to feel the feelings. I allow myself to get mad. I allow myself to get angry every single time because it is unacceptable. And I feel like once we get desensitized, that's when we stop arguing about it, fighting about it, fighting for it, the gun laws, the gun control. And there's really a lot of people who this really is like, whatever, if y'all would just shut up, this is not going to change. So like, why are you even talking about it? We were talking about this story and you know, Jeremiah, there was, whenever we've, we've heard of terrorists, terrorist acts in other places, nine times out of 10, I don't know about your experience, but I feel like it's always related to some higher purpose that the person right. feels like they're serving. They're like a method to the madness yes. in a way. And even though it is absolutely terrible and deplorable what they're doing, you know, it is connected to something. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like for the most part, these, these acts of violence, you know, they're either connected to white supremacy or mm-hmm. they're literally just connected to I'm mad. Right. Right. I mean, I think it's also interesting how Americans, especially our leaders view that view those things. We are, they're able to look at, um, foreign terrorism very blatantly clear like, this is bad this is we don't like this but when it becomes a situation of domestic terrorism how we're being terrorized by like guns they don't seem to be moved by it which is very interesting to me um, and to your point I think we're at a point where I think at this point the people on the ground have made their their desires known when it comes to guns I think most Americans want better gun control laws and things of that nature it's the chasm between the people and the people who make the laws for the people that I think we're um, in that era of time right now where like there's like this chasm and we can't figure out how to close the chasm, how yeah. to how to how to breach the mm-hmm. gorge. Right. How to cross the Rubicon. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we are right now. And it's unfortunate because in the meantime, people are dying. People are being terrorized. People are afraid to leave. Like people were literally just driving their cars and got killed. Right. It's literally just like random at this point. It's not even just, oh, I went to go do this to these people. It's like, I just wanted to shoot some guns today. Do we know the race of the shooter? Um, We do not know. Um, They didn't say in the article. But I, in a way though, I do. I There's been like this thing that happens a lot of times where some outlets won't give too much description of like the shooter because there also is a thing where people, I don't say they do this for like for publicity or whatever, but there's like a sense of, we're not going to reward you or give you um, a, a platform for something terrible you've done. But right now that we, we do know it's an 18 year old um, shooter. All right. Well, hit me up. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. When we get back, Timberland reflects on who helped him in his darkest moment. Mm-hmm. Can they help America in its darkest moment? I don't think they got the power at this point. Well, we got the big up, let down. Big up, big up, let down. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by Jeremiah, like the Bible. And it's time to get into some more Black news. We do. So Timberland was on Shannon Shouts' part, podcast or show, Club Shay Shay. <laughs> and he credited Jay Z and Drake for being the voices of reason during his darkest time in his life. He had this to say. I was fighting the enemy within me and doing things, you know, not really knowing who I am, chasing things that's false. And just life just got a little bit aggressive. It got, it got the best of me. Mm-hmm. And so to deal with all the pressures of life, it started with a dentist taking Vicodin. Mm-hmm. Then the Vicodin made me feel like Superman. And then all of a sudden I just kept, I, I find myself just taking it all the time. I had a doctor that was giving it to me at all the times. And then... I was on it like for like, I was taking like 160 milligrams a day of Oxycontin. And everybody that I know who done that has died. But what was the part about Jay-Z and Drake helping him? Stuff I was saying was just all Yeah, we reported that Jet Hove told you, said, man, don't do no more interviews. Yep. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. He's a prophet. Right. You know, even Drake told me. 
Drake, that's why I say, that's why I look at people like those guys, those guys are like special to the world. Like, you know, Drake, I think I did something, talk crazy on one revolt and um, Drake's like, yo, man, you don't want to do that and have to go back and apologize later. Like, you want to check it. Like, I commend people like that for for, for correcting me and um, on my behavior because that's what we need. Yes, that is what we need. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, Someone hearing you talk crazy on an interview and then saying, hey, you should not do any interviews does not make them a profit. <laughs> I'd agree with that. That's a, that's, that was a stretch. <laughs> but we do. I, we, I do believe we do need community and people around us, our peers especially, to be like, hey, you wildin'. You need to let's, let's pull it back a little Check bit. Check yourself right, right. before you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. Yes. Um, do you feel like we have that in your community? People who are able to be like, hey, Amanda, think about this differently or... Yeah, actually, you know what? And sometimes it's people that I wouldn't even think are even paying attention like that. I remember mm -hmm. I got on live one morning because uh, my ex has sent me a text that just set me a blaze. <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect that's just woof. And, you know, I sometimes just be wanting to vent. And you, I think you kind of want the peanut gallery to like co-sign like, you're right, not crazy, right. girl. You're right. He a bum. He mm -hmm. a bum. So I was on the I was on the live like, let me tell y'all about this. And uh, my my security card oh, okay. <laughs> called me and was like, chill. <laughs> so he was securing me in other right, ways, right, in right, other right. ways. He was like, that's not for them. They don't, they don't need that. I think we all definitely need those people who are like, especially who like know us outside. I think too with this, there's like the public persona yeah. of a person then who you are as an individual and people who can kind of get to that part of you, the individual part of you like, hey, I know you feeling this type of way right. or you going through something, but like, you know, that ain't a good look for the public at least. Like, you know, put in a group chat as you say sometimes. Listen, some things, are, and as you say, not everything is for everyone. It's not. Quit telling everybody all your business. It's not. It's, it's, not. it's, it's not necessary. So I really feel like that's a very important uh, element to have in your life. Who's that in your in you all's lives? Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. Who is the person in your life that can pull your coat and be like, A A A H? Chill out, chill out. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show with the Big Up Let Down. That's right. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Let Down on the Amanda Seal Show. What's up, y'all? This is the Amanda Seal Show. This your boy Jeremiah, like the Bible checking in with my girl Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it's time for the Big Up Let Down. All right, today's big up, big up. goes to House Democrat Robert Garcia introducing the resolution to expel lying. George Santos. Yay! Yeah, that's right. So House Democrats on Tuesday offered a privileged resolution to expel Representative George Santos from Congress. Finally. Okay? Finally. The move triggers a vote within the next two days, which would force vulnerable Republicans into the difficult position of whether to protect a politically toxic colleague or break with JOP, GOP leadership. Now, by the way, there's no reason this man should still be in office. He's already being indicted for fraud, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the day, his constituency doesn't even want him representing them as they have done, as they have made it clear on public platforms and petitions, et cetera. He wasn't being, he doesn't, he wasn't invited to stuff by like uh, the governor right, of right, New York, right, et cetera. Right. Why are you here? You don't even go here. Nope. Nope. So, Robert Garcia, you get the big up for introducing the resolution. And he did so, of course, with support from the House Democratic leadership. All right. It's going to require two thirds majority to pass. Okay. Which I think means like I, I want to say it's like 60 Republicans in order for that to happen. So here's the thing. It might not pass right. this first time, but they will be able to at least get on record the Republicans who have supported mm -hmm. and then come back again. And try to because another another Democrat can suggest this again. Right, right. And so we get across the line. Let me tell you, do you understand like what kind what do you look in the mirror and say every morning when you know that they really are just gonna keep doing whatever they can <laughs> to get you out? You like, no, I sit at this lunch table and nothing's going to keep me from it. Not even death will keep me from it. <laughs> Please. That is today's. Big up, big up. Today's. Let down. 
Okay, y'all. A family lawyer claims that the FBI is refusing to release the autopsy report on Shanquella Robinson after declining to press charges against the attacker. Well, I don't even, I don't, according to a news source, the New York Post, which we, we, we're going to put news source in quotes because sometimes they don't really hit it. But um, the family's lawyer, Sue Ann Robinson, uh, believes that there's an immeasurable lack of transparency being shown by the FBI. After announcing in April that there would be no charges pressed against any of the friends involved in the case, the FBI, the FBI now also refuses to give up Shanquella's autopsy report to the family, which also for me is concerning because why would that be a problem for the FBI? Mm-hmm. Does one of these members, one of the friends have some connect at the FBI that's protecting them? Cause we have come to see that the FBI is wholly and on a regular basis sideways and incompetent, if not corrupt. Right. Yeah. I'm still not over the way that the FBI did not show up and was, was negligent, willfully negligent in prosecuting, uh, the, uh, the quote unquote doctor, but the abuser who, just for years and years and years harmed the gymnasts of USA oh, yes. Gymnastics. Yes. Yes. It's just uh, Larry Nasser. Nonetheless, Robinson's family said that they will continue to demand answers for Shanquella's case as May 19th marks 200 days since her passing. And that is today's Let Down. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremy Like the Bible. And you know our phone lines are always open 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And right now we're going to the phone lines to hear a caller talk about the misinformation about Jamie Foxx. I understand that, you know, we shouldn't just be expecting celebrities to tell us everything about their lives and health and all that stuff. And it was okay when the family said to pray for Jamie Foxx. But the thing is, it wasn't only Rap TV reporting that Jamie Foxx was on his deathbed or like doing terrible in the in the um, hospital. And we all know most of these blogs and companies are owned by white people. Like even BET at this point is owned by white people. But for this daughter to come out and just say, I don't know where this came from, like three days after the fact and say, my my um, father is fine. He's been out of the hospital for weeks and he's been playing pickleball and we got a new announcement coming out. And then to announce a game show, but then the same day about the game show news, it said Jamie Foxx is checking into a rehab. So it's just like anybody with, you know, this celebrity stature, they have a PR team. Why not just clear up rumors as soon as they come out? You don't have to give us the personal information, but just clear up a rumor whether it's true or not. But that's just my thought. Thank you. Love the show. Here's the thing. Right, you're the celebrity in, in the room <laughs> with the PR team. So break it down for me. In him. I think there's a certain version of this where we just always have to remember that celebrities are human beings mm. and the business of celebrity gossip is not the business of celebrities. Okay. Interesting. Okay. You know, like at the end of the day, like some celebrities feed more into it than others, mm. but ultimately the business of celebrity gossip is the gossip business. Yeah. And this idea that you have to like clear up rumors that, that were not started by you in a timely fashion, et cetera, et cetera, is to me a very, again, entitled way of thinking. If the man was still recovering, mm-hmm. why is the family caring about y'all? Yeah. I also feel like it's unrealistic to clip every rumor. And it doesn't harm you. (laughs) It doesn't harm you. But this is the thing that happened with Jesse Smollett, right? Mm. Where it's like people are so vested that when things are not what they thought it was, they feel personally like they have been played, Mm -hmm. right? Like people, they're not saying it, but people feel like, oh, y'all was playing us. Y'all was playing with us. You had me stressed out about Mm. Jamie Foxx. And instead he was actually about to announce a new job and now it's rehab, et cetera. Now I didn't hear about the rehab part. Well, I think the, the actual corporates of it are, are the blogs, of course. Of course. And <laughs> also because they run with everything. Yeah. I think we're in the, we talk about this a lot. We're in the era where we need to fact check. If it ain't, if it ain't come from a reliable source and, and the person ain't co-signed it, it's all he say, she say at this point. Listen, that's the reality. And guess what? If the person hasn't co-signed it yet mm-hmm. and it hasn't come from a reliable source, mm-hmm. put it out your mind. Right. Don't you don't say need to be yeah, like you don't need to be say, <laughs> say yeah. your prayers and keep it pushing. It's not it's not necessarily like affecting your life mm-hmm. and don't let it affect your life. But and I'm happy that Jimmy. Fox that's really that's really because <laughs> I was low key sad. I was like, Jamie. both of us were. 
I was like, not Jamie. Listen, I have been the subject of a, a blog headline being posted and then all the other blogs just being like, ooh, I'm going to run with it right. and doing an entire uh, relay race to mm-hmm. the finish. And it's it's not something that you can just, and by the way, it's not something that you can easily undo. Right, right. Because once it's, it's like a wildfire. Once it sparks, it goes and goes and goes and goes. And people don't want the truth. They want mm-hmm. the story. Not that part right there. That's sure. And a lot of times the truth story is way less interesting to them than the lie. That's also true. So instead of us being annoyed at us getting this quote unquote information late, let's be relieved. Yeah. And move on mm-hmm. with our lives and make, and, make, and make sure that our bills are paid and that we're drinking a lot of water. Yeah. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis, who continues to be a devil. <laughs> Devil in the suit. Right there. Just right there. Yeah. I'm not going to mince words. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this We Jeremiah, like the Bible. Yeah, man, it is. Okay, yeah, I, I'm just looking ahead at what the Black Green News is. And I'm just like, I can't stand this man. I can't stand him. There's so many examples of just like flesh and blood right now that are because that's all they are. They're just people, <laughs> but their their effect mm-hmm. is so magnanimous in its terror mm-hmm. that you're like, I think some people have forgotten these are just people. Right. Greg, look at Greg Abbott. I mean, he can't even walk. And he's just out here ruining lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rolling around on your life. Hiding information from people. Hiding. Woo, shout out to Texas, though. We happy y'all listening, you know. We do. We are happy. Texas, we appreciate Houston. y'all zoning in with us, getting your middays going. Mm-hmm. Glad we could ramp y'all up. But then you have DeSantis. Yeah, so in case you guys didn't know, Ron DeSantis of Florida. We can't we can't keep calling him Ron DeSantis. We can't keep calling him his name. He doesn't deserve that respect. We need to be calling him out of his name. Ron DeSatan. <laughs> Ron DeSatan. <laughs> he signed a bill, y'all, banning funding for DEI programs at Florida colleges and universities, which is crazy. Also, we gotta talk about Gabrielle Union. So you think this is crazy. That Gabrielle Union is going 50-50. Why is this crazy to y'all? With Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wade, not Wayne. Other doing. Fine. <laughs> um, plus, you know, smart, funny, and black. At the Nova was tomorrow, Amanda Seals. Yes, it is. So we're playing a quick a game. Yeah, are we? We are. Oh. Yeah. All right. I hit it with the alley uvia. Uh, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's going down this hour. So stay locked for the game. All right. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Seals Said It and give us a call at 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals here. Jeremiah, like the Bible, let's get him with some black hair news. Let's talk about it. So, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill into law Monday that would bar state colleges and universities from spending money on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and limit how race can be discussed in many courses. So, these programs often assist colleges in increasing student and faculty diversity, which can apply to race and ethnicity, as well as sexual orientation, religion, socioeconomic status. Um, but this bill does not prohibit schools and colleges from spending money on such programs if they are required by federal law. So this is a state law, but you know, there are still some things that are protected on the federal level that I think um, this bill can affect, essentially. I mean, even the effort to do this is Mm. just nefarious. (laughs) It's all nefarious. You know, uh, so the 14th Amendment is the bill that protects this. And the 14th Amendment basically says that a state cannot make laws that affect uh, or that prevent somebody from being able to live their inalienable rights Mm -hmm. as an American under federal law. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. All of those things. And ultimately, when he is making this effort to remove diversity, equity and inclusion programs, there's audio, but I didn't even want to play it because it's just a word salad of nonsense. But this guy really is out here 
they're trying to make this this play that like this is us dealing with people as individuals. We all know that is complete BS. You don't deal with people that aren't white as individuals. You right. actually deal with them as statistics. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. As others. As others. Namely, with unconscious bias mm-hmm. or conscious bias. It's a lot of conscious bias happening. A lot of conscious bias. So for this to happen and for this to be removed is basically saying we are no longer acknowledging that this is something that we have a responsibility to have in place in order to make sure that there is balance. You know, one of my favorite things about, not my favorite thing about this, but the craziest part about this is that the law also mentions that in part, um, certain classes that are required in curriculum on college campuses, they cannot, quote unquote, distort significant historical events, teach identity politics or things that are based on theories that systemic racism, sexism, oppression or privilege are inherent to the institutions of the United States and were created to maintain social, political and economic inequities. But at this point, I'm like, why I'm going to college if I can't. (laughs) If I'm not going to learn. And also, what do they mean by distort? They are distorting (laughs) it by removing the truth. Right. Mm, You know what? At this point, Florida. We we don't want to cut y'all off. We didn't. We didn't. (laughs) And soul food. We might got to cut y'all off (laughs) to say the rest of the body. Baby, it's a cancer. Right. Okay. Rhonda Satan is... Uh, definitely living out his dictatorship dreams in Florida. Uh, I saw somebody, I saw a black woman in the comments, an elder black woman say, you know, at one point I thought he would be a good candidate for president, but now not so much. Everybody in the comments was like, you're an elder, so we going to respect you. But what are you effing talking about? At what point did he ever seem like he would be the good price, a good choice? Sometimes you got to side out of elders. You might might have got to cut some out beside him. (laughs) Let me talk. <laughs> Let me play a coat real quick. Real quick. Well, what do you guys think? One eight five five Amanda eight. Because by the way, this might mean that black fraternities may not be able to operate at public colleges in Florida. That's crazy. University of Florida is a public college, right? Right. I think Florida State is Florida private. State. Is it private? I think no. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No. But I know the Gators is public. America is who? America, we have a problem. In the words of. Beyonce's Renaissance, we have a problem, America. We have a problem. I just feel like, uh, you know, there's there's going to be fallout, and I, I hope that it happens very quickly. Keep it locked right here to, to the Amanda Seal Show, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 By the way, FSU is a public institution. Okay, I thought so. Keep it locked. We'll be right back to talk about Gabrielle Union and D-Wade splitting the bills. Fitty, fitty. Fitty, fitty. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. With Jeremiah like the Bible. What are we talking about? We got to talk about the thing that got the streets and the internet's going crazy. So Gabrielle Union was on the Black Millionaires podcast. Interesting name. <laughs> um, and she said that her and D-Wade split their bills 50-50. In this household, we split everything 50-50. But in the other households that each of us have to support, it puts this, there's always this like gorilla on your back that it is like, you better work, bitch. You better work. You, bitch, you better work. You know, you, you going to sleep in? Mm. You know, somebody might not eat. Okay, so why are the streets talking about this? I mean, I think people feel like at their status, their level of wealth, especially like, I guess, D-Wade's compared to Gabrielle's as like an NBA legend. Mm-hmm. People feel like, I guess, like, well, well, they people feel like that's where they split their bills 50-51. But also, I think a lot of times, a lot of people feel like women and men in general relationships shouldn't split the bills 50-50. It should be the man who, like, carries the financial burden over the woman. So I think those two things are like at conflict for some people. I think for me, it's not about gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the first of and foremost, let me just say this is none of our business. Right. But she put it out there, she, so we're she talking told about us on it. The yeah, Black yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. But shout out to them because every time we see them, they show us so much love. Hey, uh, yeah, so I think to me, it's not measured by gender; it's mm-hmm. measured by finances. Mm-hmm. Like if you make. 50, if if both of us make an equal amount, then mm-hmm. I would, it would make sense that we would both be paying an equal amount. But if mm-hmm. one of us makes a significant amount more then it would make sense that you would pay a significant amount more right, simply right. because you just, you have it. Right. Right. Because That's- if D, if D Wade is not getting 50% of the anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> then he should be paying more to bills. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, honestly, we talk, talk about this a lot. I feel like whatever works for your household works for your household. Because essentially we all have different needs. We all have different um, says in our relationships. Also, I think 
for some people, money's about power and control in yeah. the relationship. So you want to feel like I'm contributing, so I have a say in this as well. You're yeah. not just regulating and deciding how things go in here. Like I'm also a contributing member of this family. But I think what we come to understand once you actually do live with somebody is that contributory factors are more than just financial. Right, right. And sometimes it really isn't just as basic as, well, you put the money in, you put the money in. Because sometimes if you base it all just on money, mm-hmm. then you actually limit the true ability to, to like put in... Um, more nuanced opinions about things, right? Because well, okay, we're just a business partners at that point. <laughs> it's transactional. It's like the idea that people have is a very American ideal, right? People have this idea that if they go somewhere and they pay money, that they can like act a fool. Mm-hmm. I paid my money, I can act a fool, and it's like, why do you feel like simply because you paid a couple of dollars that you can be in here doing whatever you want to do? Mm-hmm. And that happens in relationships. So I think there also has to be just this a a, a growth mindset that says. We are about more than just the pennies. Mm-hmm. You know, we also are about um, what you're contributing in, emotionally. Emotionally, what are you contributing to the housework? Yeah, because yeah. also they have kids. So that's also part of a family dynamic. Who's picking up the kids? Who's with their homework? Who's cooking dinner? Who want to talk to the man outside? Who cleaning the gutters? That's like. This the, that right there is major. Who wants to talk to the man outside who is cleaning the gutters? Now, while we record the show, sometimes I go on Instagram Live, and somebody on the Instagram Live was like, "Oh no, Amanda's giving relationship advice now. I love her, but no, baby, I've been in this for three years now, and what what you really need to give relationship advice is experience and common sense. Mm-hmm. All right, so ma'am, maybe you need to l- take a listen. Uh, what do you all think? One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. How does your household work? Are y'all spitting bills 50 50 do you do you consider the the contributions beyond money to how do you how do you create value to those contributions what do y'all do in your house what are your roles i love hearing y'all talk about this because we oftentimes base what we consider to be acceptable for ourselves off of what we get exposed to so let's expose everybody to you know just some more other unique ways of thinking about how we make the best of this life 1855 amanda 8 that's 1855-262-6328 we'll be right back to the amanda seal show we're gonna play a game the amanda seal show we up we up we up Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm already smiling because <laughs> we're going to play a game. We are. So tomorrow you have Smart Funny and Black at the Novo in downtown LA. We've been talking about it on the show all month. None of people are excited. But you know, you have two heavy hitters going head to head, Jaleel White and Wayne Brady. So Amanda Seals, I want to test your knowledge to see how well you know either of the two. Oh. Yes. So I'm going to ask you some factoids about both Jaleel and Wayne. And okay. Give me your answer. So we're going to. All right. Let's get into it. All right. First question. What animal did Wayne compete as on season four of The Mad Singer? Wasn't he a toad <laughs> or like a frog? <laughs> a turtle? He was none of the above. So the fact it's actually not <laughs> the opposite of that. That's why it's funny you said a toad. He was not in like the, is that an amphibian? That's not an amphibian. Yeah, that's a toad is amphibian, yes. He's not in that family, no. Can you tell me like the family, was he a mammal? It's a mammal. It's a, it's a land mammal. It's a land mammal. There's some even like roaming around LA sometimes. He was a coyote? Close, you're warm. He was a dog? No, you're he was close. roaming, along, roaming yeah. around LA. He was a fox? He was a fox. He was oh! a fox. Oh. All right, next question. What other 90s sitcom did Jaleel White appear as Urkel on? So was it Saved by the Bell, Hanging on Mr. Cooper, or Full House? Full House. Full House. That's correct. Yay! That's correct. That's correct. Remember, I'm the one who was, I, I watched that episode like in real time on TGIF. Shout out to all of my 90s kids that was watching TGIF and Step by Step. He also was on Step by Step as Urkel. Really? Yes, yes. Urkel was making his round. <laughs> I was going to say. All right. All right. So next one. In which Bow Wow-led film does Wayne Brady appear? Is it like Mike? You know, he's like got the shoes and the basketball. Okay. Is it Roll Bounce when he's skating? Or is it Lottery Ticket when he's trying to get this money? Like Mike, Roll Bounce, or Lottery Ticket? Question. Is Wayne Brady appearing as himself or in a character? As a character. Roll Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> it is correct, Robert. 
Why do I know these answers? He's like a DJ in like the final. That's thing. literally what I saw. Once you said he's a character, I was like, oh, that's what he was. All right. True or false? Jaleel White won an Emmy for his role in Family Matters. False. Are you sure? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> he did win an NAACP Image Award, though. And that's the, that's the award that counts. That's the award that counts. All right, let's get the true or false going. True or false, Wayne Brady is an honorary member of a divine non-fraternity. He seems like he would be an alpha. So, true or false, what do you think, were you... Oh, true or false, that he's a member, a div- he's an, an honorary, honorary member. member of a divine non-fraternity. I could see him being an honorary member. That is correct. <laughs> but he is not a honorary member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. He's a Kappa? Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity. He's a Sigma. All right. I'm doing really well, by the way. I guess. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. What civil rights figure did Jaleel White voice in an elementary school straight to VHS classic? Is it Langston Hughes, <coughs> Jackie Robinson, or Martin Luther King Jr.? <laughs> Jackie Robinson. That is incorrect. Amanda. You are so excited that I got it wrong. Oh my God. Why are you like I thought you get this one right. That's why. I was actually shocked. Um, he, voiced the, he voiced the young Martin Luther King Jr. in Our Friend Martin. Yeah. Oh, now, see, that was Trixie. <laughs> that was Trixie because you, he was young. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, that doesn't count, y'all. And I, apparently, like, LeVar Burton, like, voices the older MLK in the same movie. <gasps> That makes so much sense. Y'all, we love LeVar Burton. Mm. I need to get LeVar Burton back on Small Dose's podcast. He did an in-person with Small Dose's podcast like back in the day day. Like an OG episode. Yes. And then he signed my copy, my box set of Roots. <laughs> love, love Kunta. <laughs> he also signs his text, Love Kunta. I'm screaming. <laughs> well, you did a good job, Amanda. You're, you're, you're ready for tomorrow. I'm ready for tomorrow. Ready. Smart, funny, and black is going down tomorrow. Thursday that is in uh, Los Angeles right here at the Novo. We got Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White. It's going to be a good old time. And you know what? I really feel like it's high time that we get a Smart Funny and Black show for 2023. This is the first show of the year. So for all of our people that are going to be at the show, I can't wait to do this with you. Smart Funny and Black! We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Happy Wednesday. This is the Amanda Seals Show. We love your reaction and participation in all our topics. Join the conversation or just say what's up by calling us at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Let's hit up the phone lines. Hey, Amanda, this is Kelly from Philly. We also got to speak on parents having kids in different generations because, like with me, I'm my dad's favorite, and it's nothing I honestly had to do with it. I, we just connect more. We got more in common. We talk more. But my dad has 13 kids. So he has 10 boys and three girls. He didn't have his girls until he was 40-something. And with the boys, it's like he was so rough. He was so in the streets and stuff like that that they didn't get the time that we got. And I feel like with girls, like, he felt like he had to sit down more. I just feel Mm -hmm. like that, like, that's why we got, per se, the better end of the stick. When you have parents that have kids at 20 and then have kids at 40, that's two totally different. My brother is twice my, he's old enough to be my dad. So Dang. it's like, he has a whole different perspective of what my dad was, who my dad is, et cetera. And yeah. I have, I guess, the best part. That's real. That's real. Her, she met her dad after he had been through life. Everything. You know, who knows? Maybe he had, maybe he had some therapy. Maybe he had some healing in that mm-hmm. time. You know what? I never think of it like that. Cause that's really a, a unique perspective. Just the reality that like, a parent that had you when they were like a ki- like a younger person, a kid right. per se, and then a parent that had another child once they've like actually like mm-hmm. lived their life is they're more experienced. I mean, I think that's why also people say like if you were the oldest, you took the L. Right. You like the guinea pig child. You like we testing everything out. Also, I think a lot of parents who are more cautious with their oldest kids sometimes they're like more protective. Like, oh, because it's really a, a new child versus. By the time it gets by to baby like the third three, one, they're like, <laughs> the baby running around the pamper, it's a mess. It's a mess. Cause they're like, they, he gonna be okay. He fell, 
Kids are resilient. <laughs> Kids are resilient. That's the line I always hear. Kids are resilient. Hit us up, man. I actually want to play a video. So, you know, Thursdays is our group chat Thursdays where we talk mm-hmm. about topics all day long. And uh, my contractor, who is working on my bathroom remodel, actually uh, showed me a video about parenting that I think is really interesting that I want to share with y'all tomorrow. Just about the fact that apparently, according to this uh, physician, he was like, you know, kids are born with all sets of genetics that they just come into the earth with Mm -hmm. that you don't have any control over. Right. So there's certain stuff that we can't really control as parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even uh, are like, like ready for like, it's just, until they show up, (laughs) it's a surprise. (laughs) So, um, you know, I think that's going to be interesting. I'm going to play the audio for y'all tomorrow. All right, let's keep it going. We got the Amanda Seal show here. We're going to stick around for a little while longer. So don't go anywhere and give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. You know, were you your parents' favorite? Do you know, did, did, did you, do you have kids and you kind of relate to some of them different than the others? Do you feel like your parents related to you different than others in your family? Why do you think that is? We'd love to hear it. Hit us up. one 855 amanda 8 Let's be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the on a high vibration here at the Amanda Seals show and it is May 17th. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Candy! Shout out to Candy. Candy Burris. Also, happy birthday to Redman. Oh, We're celebrating great. 50 years of hip-hop and you know, yeah. Funk Dr. Spock is definitely a legend. So want to make sure that we uh, shout out our birthdays. All right. Uh, and it, and uh, do we want... No, I don't want to wish him a happy birthday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got coming up this hour? Coming up this hour, we have our segment politicians say the smartest things today Amanda. yes it's always nice when we get to do a politician say the smartest, smartest things. things yes nope that was the wrong sound effect i wanted to really give a yeah yeah this, all is, right. this is a good one this is a good one. yes this is a really good one and for all my texans it's gonna be one of your folks yeah plus we have our 60 second headlines coming up this hour plus your big up let down all right, so keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, if you want to check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast, go to wherever you get your podcasts and check out the latest episode, which is Diaspora Wars with Christina Brown. All right, so we'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible, and it's time to get into Politicians, Politicians Say the, the smartest, smartest Things. All right, Amanda, today's smart politician is Jasmine Crockett, who is a U.S. representative from Texas 30th Congressional District. And she's 42 years old. And she has 42 years worth of wisdom. Mm. And she had this to say. My Republican colleagues want to talk about keeping D.C. streets crime-free. They can't even keep the halls of Congress crime-free because we going we to talk about this because I got 24 seconds. <laughs> My freshman colleague has just been indicted on 13 counts, 13 felony counts, Right. But have they exhibited any courage to say, you know what, we will disallow this in our body. We will make sure that we expel this individual. They have not. So what I don't want to hear is that they care about crime, because if they did, they would start by cleaning up our own house and mind our own business instead of coming after D.C. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. Purr, big purr. Big purr. Listen, I love when she comes for them. And, uh, you know, she's coming out of Dallas. Dallas don't play. Also, okay. it's just, it's just, you got to watch the video, y'all. You, you, have, you have to, like, look up the video of Jasmine. We just need it. to post it to seal set it. Because she's very much, it's the, it's the body language. It's like, listen, I got a few seconds to say this, <laughs> and I'm going to hit you real quick. It's very giving. If this was on mute, you can't tell if I'm cursing you out <laughs> or if I'm actually, like, just reading you your rights. Because it is very sister. Mm-hmm. You need to get your check. To, you need to get your sh- together. Uh but, you know, she is a part of the oversight committee. And I think it's really imper- important, though, that a lot of these politicians like Jasmine are 
saying the thing. Mm -hmm. So many voters have felt apathetic because they feel like, why are y'all never saying the thing? Like, Mm -hmm. why do we see the thing, but y'all never saying it? Mm -hmm. So it's great to see that. We talked earlier about how right now we're starting to see, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris start stumping to try and, you know, do they rounds. And they put together an entire board to try to figure out how can they invigorate voters? Well, you know, we care mostly about black voters, right? And Mm -hmm. making sure that black folks are not only voting, but that we are also challenging the people that we're, you know, possibly voting for to showing up for us. So we want to hear from you guys as black voters. What do you want from your president and vice president? Now, remember, there's your local and your state government, right, and right. they actually affect you in a much bigger way on many occasions. But when it comes to the executive branch of government, the president and the vice president, what do you want from them? Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't even feel like voting matters, who don't want to vote, what would they need to offer what would they need to say what would they need to do mm-hmm. for you to feel like you know what i'm gonna go and cast my ballot i'm gonna cast my ballot hit us up one eight five five amanda 8 that's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. 262 uh keep it locked we're gonna get into 60 second headlines when we get back the amanda seal show we up we up we up it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we're about to head on out. We're about to head on out. But we talked about a lot of things today. Yeah. We talked about the Biden-Harris campaign. Kicking in gears to get these black voters. Well, diverse voters, but they need the black vote. And we want to know from you guys, what would they need to do as black voters? What do you want to hear from them in this go-round that they are going to commit to, to doing? I will say this. Biden did say, I'm going to put a black woman on the he Supreme Court. For the black woman on the Supreme Court. He said, I'm going to get the loans. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean. He started the process. Yes. I mean, it hasn't fully completed, but he did everything that he can do in his power to do that. He said he's going to do everything to protect uh, reproductive rights. And so far, he has done everything he can. So I will say that so far, this old white man has done the things he said he was going to do. And I think that is why he's been so tenuous about saying I'm going to do things that he knows he doesn't have the power to do. When it comes to reparations, it is not solely the power of the president that's going to determine whether or not black people get reparations. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm ready for him, I'm waiting. We're absolutely ready, but we need to make more preparations for reparations as well. Okay. That's that's the thing that I really believe. We need to make more preparations for reparations, but I just want to make it clear that like, yes, a president stating that we need the president stating that we need to give black people reparations is a huge step in the direction of getting reparations. Mm-hmm. However, the House and Senate still have to pass it. You know, three runs of the government, checks and balances, that whole thing, guys. I mean, it... I, <laughs> <laughs> we also talked about Dr. Dre getting the uh, hip-hop, the greatest hip-hop beat of all time from Rap Caviar. You didn't agree with it, the choice. You didn't <laughs> like that. So if you missed that, y'all y- 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 listen to the podcast and find out what Amanda said is the greatest hip-hop beat of all time. We also talked about... Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. What did I say? What did I say? Stop calling him his name. <laughs> the Florida governor, that guy. Ron DeSantis. Why are you afraid to say that? You think they're going to come for you? They're not coming for me. I'm not scared of Ron DeSantis, trust me. You better say something now. <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of people. He's not one of them. Um, he banning DEI at public schools and colleges. I mean, colleges and universities in Florida. So that includes FSU. That includes mm-hmm. University of Florida. I'm poor. It's a lot. It's a lot. But we talked about all of it. So if you want to hear it, make sure that you go to wherever you get your podcast and type in The Amanda Seals Show. Also, you can check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses, part of the Urban One Podcast Network. Also available wherever you get your podcast. This week's episode features influencer Christina Brown, who started the Topic Diaspora Wars. It got everybody upset. It got everybody bothered because she was talking about the ways in which black people all across the world be fighting each other. When we be making the same stew, we be doing the same dances. We do. We do. And it just really shows that we are a part of a connected tissue called a diaspora. So check that out. Remember, we are each other's business, y'all. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Coming up on Thursday's show, we got another round of 60 Second Headlines. It's group chat day. So we're going to be talking about many of things. Talking about parenting. What else we got talking about with group chat? We got to talk about the things people want us to know about when they graduated college. We asked them earlier this mm, week. We did. So we yeah. Get them phone lines, see what they had to say. Also, they're saying that the nurses, they they, they interviewed the nurses, and the nurses said they're not about to be nurses in three years. Mm. So hospitals could be in peril. So we're going to talk about all of these things. I definitely want to hear from you nurses out there. Hit us up, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. Do you see yourself still nursing in three years, or do you feel like, you know what, you done done your time? Thank you for your service. Hit us up. 
All right, we'll be right back tomorrow with more of the Amanda Seal Show. Shout out to y'all. Be safe. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.